What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Spoiler Reels. If you're new to the podcast, welcome to Spoiler Reels. I'm your host. My name is Angel, and today I'm continuing the horror genre movies all through October. I'm pretty sure I'll throw in some other movies that are non-horror here and there, but for the most part, I want to try to make... uh, uh, I want to do horror movies, the reviews and all that whether it's old school, new school, hidden gems, you know, stuff like that. I, you know, I want to throw them out there just to kind of, uh, hopefully maybe some people out there, uh, haven't seen some of the movies and maybe they, it might interest them. And, uh, you know, it can be fans of the movie as well. So, uh, so all through all October, I'm going to try my best to do, uh, at least one or two reviews a day. I'll try. Uh, no guarantees, but I'll try my best to, uh, make as many reviews for horror movies throughout October here for you guys here. So, uh, as you've seen the title of the movie, um, it just came out, I think like two years ago. So spoiler alert. So if you don't want to, nothing spoiled, uh, check out the movie first and then come back and check out the, the episode afterwards. So. And uh, before we get started as well, uh, check out the Instagram page, spoiler underscore reels, where I put all the content out there as far as what movies I've reviewed and so far, uh, you know, so that way you guys know what movie I reviewed. (laughs) And so uh, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, Let's get started. And now we're pleased to bring our feature presentation. All right. Let's get to the movie here. So the movie I reviewed here, because I I remember seeing a few videos, I think people had uh, mentioned about this film, and they said it's a pretty good horror film and whatnot. So, you know. Figured, well, I'm doing the pod- podcast, uh, I'm doing like horror movie reviews for the podcast all throughout October, I figured why not, check it out, and uh, yeah, uh, it was a pretty good movie, um, I think maybe a lot of people uh, maybe overhyped it a little bit much, but I, I, I think it's still a good movie, one that uh, definitely caught my attention from the beginning of the film the movie's called voces that's in spanish but it in english it's don't listen it's on netflix if you guys want to check it out uh i just i just saw a few videos people say that it was a good film so i figured i'd give it a shot it came out in july 24th of 2020 in spain um i'm not sure if it recently came out here on netflix uh i'm I didn't really hear about it in 2020, which is kind of weird because we were on quarantine. So I figured I would have seen it, but uh, maybe I didn't catch my attention. I don't know. But uh, I saw a few videos, as I mentioned, that uh, people were talking about this movie. They said it's a pretty good horror movie. So I checked it out. Uh, it's on Netflix, as I mentioned. Uh, IMDb gave it a 6.1 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes is 63%. This was directed by Angel Gomez Hernandez. Uh, and it stars uh, 
Lucas Blas as Eric, Ana Fernandez Garcia as Ruth, Rodolfo Sancho as Daniel, Belena Fabra as Sarah, Ramon Barea as Germán, and yeah, that's pretty much that's really the main the main uh, characters in the movie here. Let's get to the Wikipedia here. Let's see if we can get the plot, which we could. And it's this is a horror supernatural thriller film. Uh, there's no budget. There's no. Uh, there's no budget on it. Okay. Or box office or anything like that. And the plot's very thin, so Wikipedia <laughs> didn't really uh, put too much into it. It just basically gave us the concept of the movie. So it's basically upon installing a new home with their nine-year-old son, Eric, Daniel, and Sarah are upended by psychophonies. First experienced by Eric and thus attributed by a psychologist to the kid's lack of stability and his own imagination. Seasoned parapsychologist Herman and his daughter Ruth, a septic sound engineer, turn in to provide help to Daniel. That's pretty much all he gave us. So I'm going to just try to break it down. Good. Uh, well, I recently watched the movie right now, so I'm gonna. it's kind of fresh in my memory, but I might forget a few things here and there that's why I kind of rely on Wikipedia so kind of breaking the same scenes and then talking about the scene I, I immediately remember about something they might have missed so this is going to be a hit or miss kind of thing but bear with me uh, on this film here yeah so it starts off with the both parents uh, moving into this new house the dad is um, uh, is, is the I think he was a a construction guy and uh, an architect. Sorry, Jesus, I'm trying to remember. Sorry, guys. <laughs> He's an architect, and uh, he moves his family into this house. And they're, I guess, they're just trying to fix it up so they can flip it um, and try to sell it, either sell it because they wanted to move in there. Uh, they wanted to move in there, but when the dad realizes that the, they want to move out. So he's like, well, I'll try to sell it, but I need to fix it first. And so it starts off with him basically, um, well, the, the beginning of the movie, it starts off with a, a bird's eye view shot of this pool that they have at in, um, at, in their home. And it's the dad kind of walking in and trying to get this, this red ball that's in there, but it's dirty as pool branches all around. The water is just dirty as hell. And it just kind of starts off with that, and he kind of works his way up to the house where uh, the kid immediately already starts feeling the the bad vibes throughout the, the the house. He's the first one to hear about the voices and everything like that. And uh, of course, the the mom and the dad don't you know they don't believe him at first, clearly, and they bring in a psychiatrist. Um, just to kind of see if the kid is coping with the move, uh, a new a new place, you know, as a nine-year-old, like that could be a, a huge change for for someone, and uh, and so the psychiatrist, who more than likely has been there for a good while with the kid, um, 
she starts explaining to him, like, you know, are there people, are you listening to other voices and stuff like that in your head? And he immediately says yes, and he tries to explain it to her that, you know, that he's hearing them and everything like that. Of course, she doesn't believe it. She chalks it up to the fact that it's uh, due to a, a new scenery change that's drastic for a nine-year-old. Um, the fact that the dad isn't really around because he's always working, stuff like that. Like she immediately just kind of chalks it up to that. And then as she's driving, uh, there's this fly that from, from the house, uh, fly all into her ear and it immediately, uh, possesses her. Like you can see her eyes turning red and everything like that. She looked completely insane. And she starts hitting the, the, the gas and immediately uh, cr crashes into a tree. But the tree the thing is that she got she wasn't killed by impact. She was killed by uh, uh, a branch that was sticking out. And it went through the windshield all the way through her cheek and coming out of her cheek. And the way she died and everything was just gruesome. This is more than likely a rated R movie. I don't think it. I don't think it said that it was rated R, but it. No way in hell that is PG thirteen. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and it starts off right there, just like that. And the kid, the thing is, the kid uh, draws all the pictures of all the um, of all the uh, deaths that that all the death deaths that are gonna appear in the future. Which I have a huge problem with in this movie, but I'll get to that later. And uh, he basically draws this whole time, all of these drawings and everything. He puts them on his wall in his room. And not, I'll do, I guess I'll just mention it now. Not one of his parents see it. And they don't see it until the end of the film. Towards the end of the film, where the dad realizes and sees all the pictures on the walls, I was like, Bro, you ever like you've been there so many times. How have you never noticed any of his pictures, or the mom? And uh, it was a huge like I just it was bugging me throughout the movie. But I mean, I you know it's just how it is, I guess. To continue the movie, I guess. And uh, uh, then it cuts to the scene where the mom picks up the son and they come in angry and the dad's like what's what's going on what happened and he said that uh she said that he got expelled from school because he hid in the classroom closet or something like that and when the teacher tried to grab him he bit him so he got expelled but the scene before that i'm sorry guys i i, I just remember the scene before that was where uh the son and he has a walkie-talkie with him because he that's where i guess he's hearing the voices around and he starts seeing like dark figures coming out and everything like that and he looks under the bed of course and under the bed he just sees these these feet and then when he looks up he realizes there's like this dark silhouette in front uh behind a curtain and of course once it jumps and he the kid immediately goes under the blanket and he uh and then all of a sudden you just hear this you see the hand sticking into the the kid's uh, face, but then it's actually the father all of a sudden, like a jump cut to the dad, it being the dad. And the dad's like, no, you're okay, relax. He cut himself on the hand because he broke the, the uh, picture frame. 
And uh, once they once they cut to the scene, that's when he got expelled and everything like that. And the son had told him that had told his mom uh, when he was taking a uh, I believe a bath, and uh, the mom came in to help him clean up and everything. And all of a sudden, uh, he tells her that he heard his he heard he heard uh, his father in the talk, walkie-talkie. Saying that he doesn't like, doesn't love him, that he hates him, and this and this and that. And he tells, his son tells that to his mom. And the mom kind of immediately like, what the fuck? And, uh, of course, when she puts him to bed and everything like that, she goes to her husband and kind of asks him, like, did you say anything or anything like that? And he's like, no. And he said he had no recollection of it or anything like that. He just chalked that up to the fact that the psychiatrist said that, you know, there's some side effects to what's going on and stuff like that. So that's what they chalk it up to. And uh, immediately, that's when the son uh, has a, a nightmare about this entity that's surrounding him. And it, it cuts to the, the father hearing his, the, the gate to go inside the pool unopened. And he hears it, and the, the mom is like, can you go and close it? It's making a lot of noise. And he goes, because this is the second time he's done it. So he closes it again. And then all of a sudden, he, he hears his, his son uh, screaming for help. And the father goes out, and uh, he realizes that the son's not in the room. And the mom, check, the mom goes and checks into the room. The son's not there. And uh, all of a sudden, they hear the, the, the son yelling for help and everything. And he realizes he's at the pool. And he runs over there, and then when they find, when he gets to the pool, the son drowns. He's dead. So it immediately, that's a crazy plot. As it that was pretty trippy as it is. I was like, holy shit! I thought all three of them were gonna be a part of this movie. No, they kill off the son. The son's gone. Now it's just the parents. And uh, yeah, <laughs> so of course the parents come back from the funeral and everything. The mom's crying, and the dad is upset obviously he's like looking at the pool where where his son died and the mom couldn't take it she ends up getting out of the house she says i, I gotta go i'm gonna stay at my parents house do you want to come with me the dad doesn't want to the dad wants to stay feeling guilty thinking it's his all his fault he's, he needs to stay so the mom leaves it's all dad from from a good for a good while here and uh the dad is just watching like movie um some some movies that they recorded about her, uh, about his wife and his son moving into the new house, like in his room and everything like that. So he's crying, you know, like shit, like reminiscing. And throughout the whole time, you just see that dark entity behind him the whole time. You know, like it just, uh, just out of nowhere, it's just right there. But that's why I like certain things. I, I like movies like that because you don't need the music buildup. When you do the music buildup, build we kind of already assume what's going to happen. But when it's, you just either you jump cut or you kind of pan the movie to a certain direction or anything like that, and you just see that dark entity with, you know, you let us, you let, you know, us look around and we'll, you know, we'll see it. And it's uh, exactly what they did in this one right here. There's, there are obviously some jump scares in this movie and some obvious ones. And that's why I was like, man, this movie could have been a lot better, but this one... Had certain jump scares where I was like, ah, I can see it from a mile away, stuff like that. But certain, like, 
but the movie does have some pretty good shots here and there throughout the film and um it was enough and entertaining for me um so once uh he uh while the father was looking at the video he sends a message to his wife apologizing about the morning they thought he thought it ended kind of awkwardly and so he sends her a voice message and everything like that to his wife and then he went to sleep and then the next morning the, the wife calls him and tells him hey i got your mess your voice message but um, it sounded kind of weird that uh, there was some kind of screaming or, or something in the background. He's like, nah, nah, you know, bad signal probably. And once he hangs up, he replays that message that he sent to his wife. And at the end of the message, he hears his son saying, dad, help. And like that freak out kind of made me like, oh shit. Cause he freaked out once he actually heard it. Um, once he raised the volume and everything like that, I think he put it on his computer and put it on max volume and he heard his son saying that help and it freaked him for the fuck out. And this is where he went to go seek out um, one of those uh, people that can, uh, that uh, it's kind of like conjuring basically. It's somewhat of a ripoff of, of the conjuring. Um, psycho, psychophonies? I might have, I might butcher that. Psych, psycho, psychophonies, psychophonies, I guess. But um, he talks to the guy, and the guy agrees to get uh, go to his house. But he feels like it's like a scam because he says he's been, he's published, he's a writer of all this kind of stuff, and he's published like ten books about it. So the father immediately thinks he asks him like, "Are you for real?" Like. Are you fake? Are you just doing this just to sell books? Like, he's like, no, I've been doing it for a while. And so he's like, I need your help. I, I have this recording uh, uh, of my son or whatever. I need your help right now. And the, uh, the guy refuses for a while because he's, he's a bit hesitant because he says he's been scammed before. Uh, but then he says, no, I'll send you the, the damn thing. And once he sent it, he believed it. He, he showed it to his daughter. And the daughter and the, they both were like, let's check it out. And and the the daughter immediately is skeptical. She uh, she's skeptical. She's like, no, it's probably another scam. He's like, nah, I don't think this is. I think this is a legit one. He's like, why would he fake something about this about his dead son? Like, why would he go through that length? You know, I don't think he would do that. You know, and uh, and of course he's like, let's check it out. And once they checked it out, they. They started looking around the house and everything like that. And he tells the father to kind of go outside while we go and document the whole house because there's a lot of rooms. He's like, we're going to have to, like, we don't want you there because we might use um, the heat sensor. You know, like, we might switch that side there. And if we see you there, we might think it's a ghost or something. So they tell him to go outside. And the dad's basically kind of scoping around, seeing if he can listen to any kind of airwaves or white noise or anything like that throughout the house. And then the the daughter thinks it's a waste of time, and they put him to the the heat radi the heat signature kind of thing, and uh, they turn the cameras to that. And then the daughter immediately realizes that there's a body sitting uh, in the son's room, and then she's like, "What the fuck?" And then. Immediately, first she thought it was the father, and she's like, "Dad, the 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 father's in the room, and the dad in the son's room, and uh, can you tell him to get out?" And the father's like, "What are um, Herman? Herman is Herman and his daughter uh, Ruth. 
So Ruth tells Herman, uh, his her father, uh, basically, and uh, she, and he tells her, no, the the dad's outside. I'm looking at him right now. He's outside. And she kind of starts freaking out. She's like, so there's someone right there in the in the fucking room. And so he walks up the up the up the stairs, all dark, uh, very ominous, obviously. And then he walks in and he starts kind of looking around to see. And then he walks towards the window. And he starts hearing white noise, hearing the sun. And then all of a sudden, the daughter cuts in and says, "Like you need to get out of the room. It's in, it's right in front of you." And he's like, well, what are you talking about? It's right in front of you. Like, she can see it through the uh, the the TV. He obviously can't because he can't see shit. He can just only hear. And uh, he hears this loud noise that kind of freaks him out a little bit. And he goes back to the room where uh, Ruth is at with all the all the tapes and stuff. They, re they rewind, showing that there was an entity uh, right in front of him and everything like that. And this is when they realize that there is a presence in the house. The dad obviously didn't believe it at first because he was like, fuck, you mean to tell me my son was right this whole time? This fucking house is cursed. It's haunted. And uh, this is when they start doing more tests throughout the house. And while this is happening, and that same night, Herman starts having this vision of his late wife who his wife died at a young age. And Herman looks like he's in his 70s, maybe. So the wife, you know, 60s, maybe. I would say 60s, 60s, somewhere in the 60s. He looks old, basically. And his daughter, Ruth, looks like in her 30s and shit. And uh, so the wife died young, and he's... There's this vision of him. He thinks he's dreaming, but there's this vision of his young wife telling him, like, you know, she's like, he's like, damn, like, you're still young. He's like, she's like, that's one of the perks of dying young. And she starts kind of like caressing his head and kind of like, you know, uh, talking to him all nice and, and like, you know, like his wife would. And, uh, but then little by little, he, she starts forcing Herman to start cutting himself and telling her, telling him to do it so that they can be together in the afterlife. And Herman obviously starts doing it. Like, but it, it looks, and in his vision, it looks like she's doing it to him and he's letting her. But then when his daughter comes up and wakes him from that vision, it's him doing it to himself. And it's basically the voices basically manipulating their minds, using anything to any kind of memory or anything of loved ones and stuff like that to their advantage to weaken the, uh, their character, basically, and uh, and try to do uh, certain things just to get to their family, basically. Like, how, how far are you willing to go and be with that loved one? on the other side and they test them throughout the movie which is really good i really like that it was like where they just throughout the movie they're testing them and everything like that and um of course the next morning this uh ruth immediately is like fuck that let's call this off this is getting dangerous and stuff like that and uh the dad's like no we can't we gotta we gotta keep going this is some like this is some real deal breaker right here this, this one could like 
I, at first we thought it was like, are you doing this to sell books or what the fuck? But now that he knows that the, that he can see his wife throughout this house, now he really wants to stay because he wants to know exactly what really happened to his wife. Because he somewhat, in the beginning of the movie, looks like he lost, he's a man of, of that lost a lot of faith. And he thinks that what they have told us about heaven and hell and stuff like that, he thinks it's a all lie. He thinks once we're gone, we are sent to this brutal place where it might not be a good place to go. And the, even the father's like, what, you think my son's over there? You think he's being tortured and all? He's like, and, the, and he's like, I can't, I don't know. But I'm just saying, like, we might have to think that there's more than just this heaven and hell shit. Maybe there's this other place that we don't know. And that kind of freaks out the, the, the viewers. They're like, holy shit, like, like what is he talking about? Like you know, like it, it, it just it, it is a bit trippy how the, how he kind of orchestrated that scene right there um, uh, to make the the, the scene more uh, better. And uh, then it cuts to the mom getting this phone call, and in the phone call it's like white noise, but she hears the the son, her son. And she's like, what, is this a prank? Are you pranking me? And she's like, no. And the son's telling her, no, come like, come home. There's this guy at home that's trying to hurt me and this and that. And she, he's, meant, he's referring to Herman and his daughter. And, of course, the mom immediately is like, fuck that. And the mom goes back home. And the husband's like, what are you doing here? And uh, she's like, what's going on? Who the fuck is that? And this and that, like immediately attacking Herman in a way. And the, the dad tells him, like, no, he's he's with us. He's trying to help us solve this case and shit. And um, she kind of looks down, and she realizes that the dad, uh, her husband, is burying a bunch of cats. And the reason why is because Ruth went out for a cigarette outside and she kind of looks up, and and when she looks up, it's a tree full of fucking cats hung to, um, from their necks. And the dad is like, when that happened, the dad's like trying to figure out, like, where have I seen this before? And he Googles it, and then he Googles, and he sees a picture, an old picture of cats being hung on the tree. And he said, he tells the, the, the father, uh, Daniel, that... This is a sign, this is a warning sign, a sign that you need to, like, you're trespassing in someone's property. And this is where they find out that uh, they're at a place where they hung people, where they tortured people and stuff like that. And uh, he thinks that somewhere around the house, there's a, a dead witch body lurking around, and that's why it's haunting your house. And, and he tells them, like, we need to find that. And then that's when the dad, the the father realizes, like, I know where we can find it. And then immediately it cuts to uh, the wife, Sarah, uh, breaking through the window. Because she, she was upstairs. And they were downstairs. And she immediately breaks into this window. And once it breaks into the window, which was a nice jump scare, uh, we see that she's hung. She is hung from the rope because uh, there's this... <laughs> There's a scene where she is in her son's room, you know, coping and everything like that. And then when she looks underneath the bed, she also sees the same toes that her son did. 
and she keeps look. She goes. She looks up. There's nothing there. She looks back down under the bed, and all of a sudden the feet go up the up the uh, bed, and she kind of looks up and she sees nothing, and then all of a sudden that there's that jump scare again, but that jump scare doesn't like. I like the build up to it. I just feel like the jump scare just it it didn't. The jump scare seemed obvious to me. It was a nice buildup, but the jump scare did not pay off in that scene. And there was another one where I was like, "Damn, that's a good buildup," but the jump scare didn't 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 do justice to it. Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. And uh, so she got uh, the fly got into her ear as well. Flew, um, and she flew through the window, obviously, and she hung herself and killed herself. And, of course, by that time, Daniel was already had enough. He lost his son. He lost his wife. The dude is in shambles at this point. And then this is where he tells him, like, we need to know where that body's at. And then he realized in the, earlier in the film that there's this hole where there's a bunch of flies coming out. And he's like, I, I think this is where it's at. And they break down that wall, and they go down and realize that that's where the body of the witch is hung. And that's why there's so many fucking flies. I mean, it's been there for hundreds of years, I'm assuming. And uh, but that's another thing, too. Like, which, do witches' bodies never turn to dust? I thought bones and all that shit turned to dust after a while. But this fucking body remains. It even had skin still and teeth. So I'm assuming maybe there's an exception for witches. I don't I, I don't know, man. That's how it is. And they're like, shit, we need to burn it. Like he's like, the only way we can kill a witch is by burning it. And I'm thinking, did they not think of that back then? Why didn't they do that? All they did was torture her mouth because she was she spoke of evil. So they said that, you know, like you do that kind of shit back in that day, you would you know, there were some consequences and he figured like what, you know, what better way than to punish you than to, you know, destroy your mouth. So you don't speak of evil anymore. And they basically leave her in this fucking cage, this bird cage. And that's it. <clears throat> I thought back then they, if they were witches, they were getting burned, not just fuck up their mouth. So that's kind of weird, but all right. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so they're like, let's, we gotta burn it. We gotta burn it right now. And the dad's like, fuck it, let's do it. I don't even give a shit anymore. He goes to the shed, um, and he gets a, uh, a, a gallon of, uh, of gasoline. And from at my point of view, it looked like it had enough because the dad, like, Daniel picked it up and it seems, looked, Kind of heavy. He hands it to Hedmon, and Hedmon, once he hands it to Hedmon, Hedmon's arms kind of pull down a little bit. So <laughs> it looked like it was enough. And he's like, I don't think this is enough. And in my mind, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Trust me, it's enough. It's a, a dead skeleton. There's enough. You just pour that shit. And I, I thought that was a hilarious scene. I was like, what do you mean there's not enough? Just pour whatever the fuck's in there, light it up, and it'll do the rest. And, but I, I thought that was a funny scene there for me. Obviously, it's not, it wasn't meant to be funny, but I thought it was. And, uh, 
He's like, we got to do that and all that stuff. And then it, uh, before, God, I forgot this scene too. I'm sorry, guys. This is why I use Wikipedia. Before the scene, the, the daughter who was already telling the, the, uh, her dad to like, let's get the hell out of here. This is fucking creepy. And, uh, while she's walking in the streets, there's this old lady with like, you know, with the door, like about 25% open dark in the background. And she's like, did you come from the house of the voices and stuff? Like you should come in. I'll explain everything. Very ominous, very fucking creepy. And what does Ruth do? She's like, all right. And she goes in, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why would you do that? <laughs> why would you do that? It just, I don't know. It just, and then we don't hear, like, we don't see that scene of her talking about it. It's just Ruth saying, like, this place was fucking built to torture people and everything, even though we already heard that from Hedman. And I'm like, okay. So that kind of just, all right, sure. So, and then, so they, now this one, they, this is when they need to burn the fucking thing. And then, uh, the father, obviously in, in the, his son's room and the father and, uh, uh, the father, the son, the, the dad, Daniel is walking around his son's room and behind those curtains where the son saw the foot, the feet and everything like that, he sees the, his family just sitting there. And he's like, what the fuck? And he opens the curtains and they disappear. Turns up, he closes it and he kind of looks around and everything. This is kind of where you feel like there should be a jump scare, but like they think, no, let's hold it down for a little bit. But you, you already know there's going to be a jump scare. So the buildup still is just not great. And, uh, of course we get that jump scare, like the, the, that dark entity kind of, goes through from the curtain and tries to choke him out or whatever, but disappears and he freaks out. And then this is where they start pouring the gas and everything like that. And the daughter Ruth gets possessed. And, uh, as soon as he's about to throw up, she gets possessed. Uh, Ruth gets possessed because she also sees a vision of her, of her mother. And, uh, and she's like, she's like, and the mom's telling her like, oh, you're probably too young to remember me. And this man, but she knows like that's her mom and everything. And the mom tries to manipulate her by trying to do something to herself, to kill herself in order to be with her. But Ruth obviously realizes that these voices, these visions cannot be trusted as told by her dad. And she's like, no, no, no. And then of course, Vanity realizes that she cannot get through Ruth, and so she basically throws a fly in, in uh, her ear and possesses Ruth, and Hermione's about to light the body, and then, of course, Ruth out of nowhere comes out and starts and stabs him on his stomach, and the dad obviously realizes that, that Ruth is possessed, and, of course, so is, um, so is uh, Daniel. Daniel's possessed. He's in the tool shed. He starts pouring gasoline on his on his head, and uh, he's about to light himself up. And you could just see that entity behind him because because the the dad Daniel sees one more image of his wife and his son. And like, well, you don't want to be with us and all that. And he's like, yeah, of course I want to be with you guys. And he hugs him, and and then he he thinks he's hugging his family, but then on the on that jump cut. He's hugging the dark entity, 
with the fly, the fly uh, around the corner, and that's when we realized that he got also possessed. And my thing is, couldn't this dark entity possess all of them at the same time? Just possess all of them. If you could possess more than one, why didn't you not possess all of them? Kill all of them off, and you're done. But instead, this ghost kind of... Uh, <laughs> just goes one by one, I guess, and so it was pretty weird. It was pretty weird, but anyways, uh, while uh, Daniel's about to light himself up, he's already lighting it up and everything. You can see the dark entity behind him, and then uh, he's like, but the dad, the head man, tells his daughter's like, fight it, fight it, and she said, I can't, whatever, and then he kind of just kind of pistol whips her and everything on her face, shoots the the uh, shoots the witch's uh, cadaver and it goes on fire, burning her and everything like that. And it that it, uh, it snaps Daniel and Ruth out of that possession and she helps Ruth helps her father. Obviously she stabbed and everything he helps her out and everything like that. And uh, Daniel doesn't he throws a match out or whatever and he you know escapes that. He escapes it and everything. And then uh, when the, the, the daughter takes her father away uh, to the, to the uh, hospital, uh, we're left with Daniel. And let me forget. I shouldn't, I shouldn't, I shouldn't forget this because this is where I thought it was important. Herman uh, had told Ruth because Ruth had never known exactly how her mother died. And Herman had kept it a secret the whole time. And then when he realizes what there he was dealing with and everything, he was trying to get more gas, I guess. I don't know. More gasoline. And uh, he tells him, you know how your mother died? He's like, I have no idea. I really don't. He's like, I'm wondering if something dark was behind it. And that's why I started doing all of this. So it was like a somewhat of a moment. My problem is, is that why didn't you use that? When she was possessed and stabbed you and was about to kill you, you could have used that speech in there instead. And I think it would have been, I think it would have elevated the scene even more. And it would have, because you were telling the, you know, fight it, fight it. And yes, maybe you had already told her before, but I think her being possessed, and then you tell her what she always wanted to know about, and which was, you know, how did my mom pass away? I think that would have been even better, but they, it was a missed opportunity, and it fucked it up. He just pistol whips her <laughs> and shoots the cadaver, and it's, and it's done with. And then it jumps to the scene where um, they end up, <laughs> Hedmon and Ruth leave. They go to the hospital, and it's left with Daniel. And this is where I was like, oh, come on, guys. Daniel's in, in his son's room, and then he, lo he finally looks at the wall and sees all the drawings that his son had uh, drawn that that predicted everybody's deaths, except for Herman and Ruth. I guess they survived it, but it showed that it, the the deaths of of his psychiatrist himself, Sarah, Daniel, and uh, I just I just couldn't understand throughout the whole movie how how could he have not saw those drawings. 
you know, you were there almost all the time, always, you know, over there reminiscing and everything like that. Hell, even the even the uh, Herman lurking around the 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 son's uh, room. How could he have never saw those pictures? And that just kind of threw me off. And I was like, and he was like, holy shit! There's all the pictures showing of everybody dying, like the psychiatrist, you know, doing flashbacks, his wife, uh, and then his son. And then he realizes this whole time that Daniel, the father, to the to the son. He's the one that killed his son. He's the one that drowned him at the end. That was the plot twist of the movie. Uh, and he, um, and it showed a flashback of when they were sleeping. The first time he heard the gate open, uh, the, the, that the that dark entity had thrown the fly in his ear, and he said that. And the son has said that he heard his father's voice throughout the walkie-talkie talking. You know bad and stuff and he he uh and then we find that finally see that the dad was possessed grabs his son and drowns him in the pool a pool that the son did not like he said he, he just had bad vibes about it but he he ends up drowning his son and then this is when the dad realizes because there's a picture drawn by the kid that his son that his his own father is drowning him which is i was like so you have not warned the mom or or maybe the mom would have looked at it weird or something or like could he have not warned him like hey you're about to do this to me or something but he lets it happen he just draws it puts it on the wall and moves on and, <laughs> and so and then the dad realizes like holy shit it was me the whole time and then of course the dad's like fuck this I, I lose my wife and then I lose my son who was my fault so he picks up the shotgun, blows himself, blows his fucking head off. Uh, and there's a picture drawn that the dad was going to fucking shoot himself in the head. Uh, and, uh, yeah. And the white, the, 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 he's, he fucking falls on the, on the pool. He falls on the pool kind of same way, like kind of dead the same way as his, his son. Cause the son was facing down from the pool and so was he. And, uh, yeah, then uh, basically the fucking movie ends. And then there's an end credit. And in the end credit, uh, it shows of another possession. And they're like, and it looks very uh, exorcist-ish kind of thing. And then it cuts to, like, a pause. And it's Ruth watching it because had uh, her father had told him that another father had sent him a video uh, of another possession, and I was like, maybe we should check it out after this. And then Ruth saw it while Hermann's recovering. Ruth saw it, he kind of looks at, he kind of, she kind of looks at her dad, and the dad looks at her like, what? And she's like, nah, fuck that. And then the movie ends. So, all in all, it's a pretty good movie, though. It really is. It's actually a pretty decent movie, even though there's a ton of flaws, at least from my point of view. Some of the flaws that I just mentioned, I was like, what the fuck? Like, that just doesn't make sense. And But the dark atmosphere, the horror atmosphere around the movie, I thought was still good. Um, I thought it was pretty good. The thing is, a lot of the jump scares did not pay off. As I'm, Oh, I didn't even mention it, is that, uh, Jesus, Herman, when he was looking around where the, the witch was hung, uh, 
he looked around and basically saw a vision of how that witch got tortured and everything like that with this um, device that was shoved into her mouth and kind of like, uh, you know, messed her mouth out and everything like that, broken her teeth and everything like that, and then put on that birdcage. He sees it, and then all of a sudden he turns around and he sees that the witch is right there, but the light, the flickering of the flashlight happens, and while he's, like, trying to, like, tapping on it, and the, you know, the light's trying to turn on and off, on and off, you can just see the entity walking just towards him, and the way they did it was pretty good, it was effective, you know, and all that, but then the, the and then it went dark, and I'm like, oh, fuck, they better do a good one around this one, and uh, the jump scare just, you can see it from a mile away, I was like, oh, okay, all right, I was like, that didn't pay off. I was like, it was a nice buildup, but it just didn't pay off. And uh, so I was like, okay, whatever, it's fine. And uh, <laughs> uh, so it, it's there's definitely some cliches in this movie. There's de like definitely, obviously, the jump scares. Some of them you can see from a mile away, but I did like the buildup to it. I did like the the the. Um, horror atmosphere throughout the movie it, it tried to definitely do um and it, it was basically a mixture of conjuring and um lights out is that what it's called lights out lights out the entity at least the entity definitely looks like very much like lights out so it was like lights out means conjuring in a way that's kind of what you're getting out of this movie definitely a lot of conjuring uh, on this one, it definitely tried to bite off conjuring a little bit in this one, throwing a little bit of lights out uh, in the in the movie. So, um, all in all, not bad, not bad. I think it was okay. Um, uh, I, would I watch it? Yeah. And like I said, I, I I watched it today simply because of October, you know, horror movies and stuff like that. So, um, but I think it's definitely a nice one to watch. Uh, like I said, just you know. Uh, I don't think it pays off simply because some of it, the buildup to it and everything, like some of the mistakes that they made throughout the movie, like throughout that buildup, just, I was like, fuck, like, it just, it just annoyed me how the, none of them saw those pictures on the wall. None of them. And it just, it threw me off. I was like, if you had seen these pictures earlier, Maybe you could have worked something around that, but instead you kind of didn't. You ignored it, which is very weird, but all right. And so the twist at the end was pretty cool. It was a nice one. Um, and it was somewhat effective, but like I said, like, fuck, that. How did you not picture those? How did you not see those drawings? That was crazy. But uh, all in all, guys, it was not bad. It was a pretty good one uh, as far as a horror movie goes. I thought uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, let's get to my rating here. Uh, I'm going to give it a 6.5. So it's it's borderline. Uh, I think it's serviceable enough as far as, like, if you're trying to watch a horror movie right now during October. Um, this is a pretty decent one, you know, to kind of get you started in the October uh, horror movie marathons and stuff like that. This is a, this is not a bad one to watch here for you guys. So uh, check this one out if you guys want. It's on Netflix, uh, and uh, that's pretty much it, guys. Uh, I'm trying to think of uh, 
missing anything. No, that's pretty much it. So uh, let me know uh, on the comments on Instagram, um, spoiler underscore reels. What you guys thought of this movie? Did you like this movie? What did you guys give it? Um, did I miss anything? Some, you know, something I should have mentioned. Let me know. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, guys. So I'll catch you guys on the next episode.